0: Good evening, today is Tuesday, July 20th, 2021, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is A Vision For You, and our speaker tonight is Sherry. Thank you, Sherry, go right ahead.
1: Thank you so much, Elena. Hi, my name is Sherry, and I am a grateful recovered compulsive overeater in Southern California. I just wanna say a little prayer to center myself before I begin. Dear God, please set aside anything and everything I think I know about myself, my body, about my disease, about the big book, the 12 steps, the OA program, the fellowship, the people in the fellowship, and all spiritual terms, especially you, God, so that I may have an open mind and a new experience with all these things. Please help me to see the truth. Please help me to speak the truth. And please help me to be of service to you, my higher power. Amen. Thy will not mind be done. Okay. Well, this chapter, thank you so much, Amy, for having me speak tonight. It's such a blessing. And I often like to just wing it and unless it's a specific step. And then earlier today, I was like, that was not a good idea. <laughs> because as I started going through, there's so much in this chapter <laughs> And it's like a summary of everything so i pulled out a few things and then i was feeling like uh but then here's here's how the fellowship and the and the you know vision for you right so i get on the meeting early because i have very smart feet and i got here and i've already had a little mini meeting before the meeting totally plugged in connected and um and now i see so many faces on here that i just have such warmth in my heart for, and either we've talked or we've worked together or we've just been holding hands, trudging along this happy road of destiny together. And I'm just blessed beyond. um, It's like being in program and being recovered is the gift that just keeps on giving. So blessed, so blessed. Um, Okay, so um, first of all, I wanna start out by pulling out the things that resonated with me and then see what comes from that. So on page 151, the very beginning of the vision for you. For for most normal folks, drinking means conviviality, companionship, and colorful imagination. It means release from care, boredom, and worry. It is joyous intimacy with friends and a feeling that life is good, but not so with us in those last days of heavy drinking. The old pleasures were gone. They were but memories. Never could we recapture the great moments of the past. There was an insistent yearning to enjoy life as we once did and a heartbreaking obsession that some new miracle of control would enable us to do it. There was always one more attempt and one more failure. And next to this paragraph, I just wrote, yes, and I underlined one more attempt and one more failure so this is uh you know talking about normal folks and i have learned here and from a fellow who i very greatly admired really has honed in with a distinct entity right like i am a distinct entity i am not normal the illusion that i was normal while being in the rooms of overeaters anonymous for 15 years is was almost the death of me and talk about attempts you know so first of all when i started eating was about age 7 and i started using food so i never experienced any of this i didn't bond with people and you know it wasn't like companionship from the get go it was uncontrollable once i started compulsively overeating um, I felt like I was probably a normal eater up until then. I was uh, I had abuse in my childhood and I remember going to the cupboard and I sought out this as a refuge and something that would save my life. So I used food as a protection to coat me to numb me, to be able to survive. I rarely. I mean, there's some occasions when I was in grade school, we'd take the bus and go to Japanese restaurants and I'd have fun with my friends, but then I'd leave them and go to the store and get the real stuff. Right. So it was never, it was always not good from the beginning. And, um, you know, that release from boredom and worry. The, the truth is I ate for everything. There wasn't any specific reason I was eating. What I've come to find out now, and it's so apropos that this is the chapter I'm sharing on because uh, like I said, I was in the rooms or have been in the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous unsuccessfully getting bits and pieces of recovery, getting some white knuckled abstinence, getting a lot of big book knowledge, a lot of it. I mean. I'm sober 17, almost 18 years, working the steps, Herb K workshop, I mean, I'm in, I'm all in. So my problem is not telling secret, you know, keeping secrets and telling lies. Mine is, let's just inventory the you know what out of it, and that's going to be my solution. And so I knew something was wrong. That was a total disconnect between having sobriety, being in the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous sponsoring and then on the weekends bingeing on skinny popcorn like you know being abstinent and celebrating with candles for like 6 years because i wasn't eating refined sugar like coming up with my own abstinence and i just i just didn't know anything different and then i stumbled upon a big book meeting entitled a vision for you in 2018 and and it saved my life completely Transformed me, and my my uh, recover date is November third of 2019, and it took five Vision for You sponsors in order for me to completely just say I'm done, I'm done, because I was still trying to do yet one more method, right? Yet one more attempt, one more thing. Okay, take this, but not that. Let me just hold on to this. You take that. Let me do this. And I was killing myself that way. And then on page 158, it says, um, he's talking about, I say he, I don't even know exactly who's talking at this point. But I don't have it written down, but he's talking to a lawyer. Someone on this meeting probably knows exactly who these people are. And that he gave, he gave his life to the care and direction of his creator and then he said he was perfectly willing to do anything necessary. So, next to this, I wrote, This is the key to my recovery, doing this, these two things. So, not realizing that it was a spiritual program, right? A uh, spiritual malady is what the problem is. Like, not getting that if I honestly, like, what qualifies me as being a real compulsive overeater is having that desire, honestly wanting to stop, but cannot quit entirely ever. Or once I start something, I can't control the amount that I'm eating, but I never linked it. I just, I couldn't get the message of the big book because every time I read about this lawyer, about Bill, all I could read about was like, I went on escapades like Bill, I'm an alcoholic. And then I would think that the people in OA were copying our book. I mean, talk about pride and ego. This, what I have found, the most, uh, the thing that probably would have brought me to my death had I not found a vision for you and a big book study group was the fact that my pride and ego was, I was building a resume. I didn't even know this, this disease is delusional. And I would have a resume, right? So I would call up a sponsor, potential sponsor and interview them, right? I'm interviewing someone who's recovered. How many years do you have, did it? Cause I only want the best of the best of the best. and. I, God bless the fifth vision for you sponsor. And I would find people to go along with this in a way, right. And they wouldn't really get too involved in the food. And I, cause I was willing to do all the work. So that probably it probably looked like I was doing everything. But then this fifth one, you know, I was talking to her and she said, let me hear, um, tell me a little bit about your story. And I just launched right in again with my pride and ego. And meanwhile, I'm calling her in tears on the floor in fetal position needing help because I'm dying, right? I'm dying. I don't have any power to control this disease and I'm going to die left to my own methods. So I call her up and I start telling her, well, I've been in AA for 17 years and Al-Anon for 16 and I sponsor people. I do the steps and I go to her. K." And literally before I could get to like the juicy part of the resume, she cut me off and said, has anything you've ever done helped you get recovered with this deadly disease? And it was the way she said it and it wasn't warm and fuzzy and my it, it cut through the pride and the ego. And it leveled me to a point of total surrender in that moment and I had you know, had bouts, let's say, of surrender up to that point. It was like one item at a time. One item I, I just wouldn't let go, wouldn't let go. And the minute I'm a smart person, and in that moment, I got it, nothing. It was like a light bulb went off. And it was so freeing because I was able to concede to my innermost self in that moment that nothing I had done, no, none of my methods, None of the step work, none of the the therapies and the out and the this and the green juices and the this and the potions and the powders and that, none of it was working. And I was dying a slow death. And I wanted to, I was suicidal and I didn't want to go on. And from that moment on, I actually had to sit on my hands, get a brand new big book, and every time, that set-aside prayer is so helpful for me. And every time we read the big book, I didn't contribute anything. That was like, my pride and ego wanted to contribute, right? And say, well, you know, especially, I've got Joe and Charlie's notes, and Herb K said this, and I've got this, and I've done 100 million force steps. <laughs> no, I was done. And every time we talked, I literally had to sit on my hand. This is actually a great tool if I'm like, if I don't want to speak during a confrontation with someone is I sit on my hand and it's a reminder that I know nothing. I know nothing. I know nothing. And I want to listen. I want my ears to be open my heart to be open. And I don't want to talk anymore because the talking is killing me. And I sat there and I didn't contribute. I waited for her to tell me what she wanted to tell me about the big book. So even though I was reading it to her, I didn't comment on it. And I had a totally different experience than I ever had before. I also looked up words, that was new. I looked up words that I already, my pride and ego knows the answer to everything. I know the answer to every subject that my husband could ever possibly ask me. And you know that I have no qualification for any of this and I mix shit up, sorry for cussing. He would ask me a question about nuclear physics, and I will come up with an answer because I cannot not know something. This is one of my defects this was not a, a defect it was a survival trait for me it was very scary to not know something in my household you had to know and if you didn't know you were ridiculed and shamed and hurt so i always you had to know nobody ever said i don't know in my house everyone knew so this whole program and then the other thing that really stood out for me Oh Oh boy, yeah, there's so much. There's like little, I have tabs on everything, but this really stood out for me this morning when I read this at 6 a.m. It says, the absence of intolerance of any kind. And there's, there's the rest of that sentence, but that sentence really hit me today. This absence of intolerance, that's like one of my ideals. Like that's something I'm working towards. And after reading that and circling it, I must've had 10 scenarios today that probably needed to do 10 steps. I did 10 steps on some of them of intolerance. And so the longer I'm away from the food, the more I see that this is such a spiritual malady, a sickness in my soul. And it's, um, I had no idea I was a controlling person until I became recovered. I had no idea I was rage. I had re- I had to recently, I was doing anger management once a week for several months and now that's gotten so much better. I sought outside help. I was not a rageful person. I was a stuff it down people pleaser. Then I got recovered and I it, it was scary what was going on in my house with me and my reaction to things. And, and I thought I would have told you and sworn by it on a lie detector that I was the most loving, kind, compassionate, empathetic. And people would have told you that about me, but inside I'm not. And this is something I'm working on all day long. This morning, I mean, there was somebody pulled over on the street. I had to do a 10-step on him. He was blocking traffic. How dare he block me? Right. And it's all self-it's all me. The selfishness, the self-centeredness is what this program has given me. And the tools that I have in this in this, this chapter is all about trudging the road, right? So this is a lot of work that I do in order to have a, a life of a happy destiny, which I really do. I'm going to say 90 some percent of the time, it's great. And then I have these little blips like today of these awarenesses that I'm like, whoa, this is, this is crazy. I went to get a manicure. I must have had four scenarios of intolerance at the manicurist. You know, they were talking during my, my massage and I didn't appreciate that (laughs) because I'm paying them. And so I found my, I didn't act on it, but I just was monitoring myself like from the outside. And I thought, wow, I'm running the show with every every hour on the hour. It is so subtle. But if these people would do this way, then I'll have a better, it's all about me. And yes, um, I have so much compassion for myself in that because that's where I come from. I come from a house of five. Thank you so much. I see that. I come from a house of complete narcissism, Uh, abuse, selfishness. Nobody's giving anything. I I mean, nobody's telling anybody anything nice. There's no love yous. We're glad you were born. We're glad you're here on this earth. And it was like fight or flight. And so my whole life from the time I was a latchkey kid when I was seven is taking care of myself. And so today I had this awareness of, oh, honey, like, and I'm working the steps in another program going through this childhood stuff. And in a blameless inventory of you know, just the facts and going deeper because I'm recovered now, I can look further and go deeper and heal all these parts of me that are like sometimes discombobulated and I want them to be one with my higher power. In God's time, and I could see so much compassion for myself. Of like, oh honey, I had this vo- other voice going on that I, you know, I internalized a lot of negativity towards other people. There was a lot of hatred in my house towards other people. There was a lot of prejudice in my house growing up, and a lot of um, closed. We didn't we didn't know any neighbors anywhere. A lot of closed isolation, and so being out in the world sometimes is uncomfortable, especially without the food to numb. It and and I realized that um that okay, what if I just take a deep breath here and ask God to help me? And what if I use their um, their talking and it's a different language, but what if I use that as part of my meditation here and I learned to relax into this situation, and of course it just shifted and it was beautiful, and then I had deep connection with them, and you know, I've been going there for 15, 18 years and you know, I had a different experience, and then driving home, I could see that everyone needed to get off of my lane. Uh, they're, they're stopping me. I need to get to where I'm going, and I had that intolerance. They're not using their turn signals. People aren't following the rules, and yet none of the rules, this came out in my inventory, that I roll through stop signs like there's no tomorrow and there's nobody looking at me because I'm special. Right? I'm so special that I was the one in program that wasn't ever going to get recovered. And I would say, well, you know, I'm going to be the one case, right? And what I didn't, the truth is, I never conceded to my innermost self that I actually had a disease. I didn't concede to my innermost self that I could never eat again safely, that I had given up uh, the right uh, to be in charge of my food. That was a joke that I'm telling a sponsor what I'm going to eat. I'm coming up with the food plan by myself. <laughs> I can't be trusted with food ever if your food was here and I wasn't recovered all who can't too bad it's gone like it's just I can't be trusted it's like you know putting whatever they say like put the wild animal in charge of the chicken coop like I shouldn't be trusted with food right God has to come in and do all of that and so today I do have a life of peace and serenity and joy. And I'm so grateful that, um, that I get to have a conscious contact and that I'm no longer blotting out the consciousness of my intolerable situation, which is how I live life. That's one of my favorite statements in the book. And now I get to have this awakeness, right? My sponsor is all about the consciousness. And what is that conscious companionship, Sherry? Conscious companionship. It's this... Um, it's this friendship with this power that's caring and protecting me. It's my mother. It's my father. It's the reparenting of me um, that they did the best they could. But now my real source of care and protection is through a higher power who saves me on a daily basis as long as I stay out of the way, sit on my hands. I don't know. Take it all. Tell me what to do. I know nothing. And and also, you know, this is a fellowship where we walk hand in hand. So helping other people or being helped. Like we're all just in this together, saving our lives one day at a time. And I am gonna, I'm just beyond grateful for today and that, um, that I finally said, take it, take it all. And that I continue to stay in that state of mind. And because of that, everything is possible. And without that, I'm dying a slow death And um, yes, it will start physically showing up again on my body uh, and it will, and then it will lead me to probably to suicide because those were the thoughts I was having every time I couldn't control my eating. And now it's like the problem has been totally removed and it doesn't exist anymore. As long as I do the simple kit, it's a simple program. And actually everything I do today is for joy, it's joyful. It's joyful taking calls, it's joyful working the steps taking a sponsee right now. We just finished step one today. There's nothing more joyful than doing that. And before everything was just a to-do list, check, 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 no connection whatsoever. And I'm trying to do less. There's my time. I love the heart is beautiful. I'm sending love to everyone here. And thank you so much for letting me share tonight.
0: Thank you so, so much, Sherry. Um, that was incredible. Thank you so much for your service. And we will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question to Sherry M, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine, if you're on the phone and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order. Okay, Leslie, would you please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when the time is up with your heart? Okay, great. And uh, Daisy will call on the people who wanna share.
2: Katie. Wrong button. Can everybody hear me? Um, So my name is Katie BK. I am a compulsive overeater. Um, Sherry, you were the lead on the very first OA meeting I ever attended. And um, you changed my life. <laughs> everybody in this program has changed my life. Um, I have never shared before. And so I just thought I would say hello to everybody. And um, share. you said something, um, relax into the situation. Um, I am a complete control freak among all of my many character defects, but um, I'm gonna share a very short bit of the um, impact this program has had on me with my controllingness. Um, I have a toddler and a husband and a life as, as we all do. And I tried to micromanage my mornings recently. And um, I thought it was just a genius. And the whole plan had every like minute laid out who was going to do what we were going to be. And uh, then the universe was like, oh yeah, Katie, <laughs> You really think you're going to control everybody? And uh, the morning ended with me locking myself out of the house and nothing went according to plan. But instead of me freaking out and blowing up and cursing the world, I just stood by my car laughing and called my husband and said, You need to come back home and let me back in the house because I don't have my keys. Um, and then even later today, just I was driving home. Um, I'm just overwhelmed with gratitude and just amazement at this program and about how I'm able to view the world and interact with people and not think about food 24 seven to where all these other thoughts are now making space in my head and room in my life. And it's just, it's very amazing. And I just wanted to share that and and thank you everybody.
3: Thank you, Katie, glad you shared. Who else would like to share?
4: Hiya? I kind of went, oh no, why did I do that? Um, hi, my name is Hiya. i um, like, you're saying hello, and um, I'm a very grateful recovering compulsive overeater and bulimic and restrictor. And um, you could have told my story, Sherry, (laughs) like pretty much, pretty much. um, I, I went to the um, vision for you meeting when there were like less than a hundred people on the phone, you know, and um, I told tons of people about it. And then what I'm seeing now is I got a resentment and I got confused about some things. And um, I left program for one year and then I came back and my ego was so big and my pride, you know, that I wasn't going to go back to that meeting, you know. And um, thank God I was able to find a group <clears throat> for the last two years, that kind of kept, took the, um, I always laugh about this. Cause when I say, well, I was just sloppy with my measuring, you know, which someone said to me, it's called overeating, <laughs> like, you know, like I'm having an issue with volume with abstinent food. Yeah. It's called compulsive overeating. But that's what that's called. Um, and, um, so that kept that in line pretty much for two years but not in the book. And um, I'm so grateful for some of the people that I know in program who led me to meetings like this. And um, I'm having a completely different experience. I will not say a word on vision for you right now because I know nothing. That's how it feels. And um, I'm so emotional, that's the other piece. And I just wanna share that I'm having a really hard time because I know that it's the best thing for me, but right now my sponsor said she really does not think it's a good idea for me to exercise at all for the next period of time, because that's a God <laughs> for me. And um, so I'm just having a really hard time with it. And um, I also, for health reasons, and the, the I can't see Leslie, so if your heart goes up, let me know. <laughs> um for health reasons, I had to modify some of the way I eat and I ended up losing, losing weight. And so for the first time in my life, although possibly it happened once before, but I didn't think it was the case. One, for the first time in my life, I'm being told that I need to weigh more. And, um, that's a hard thing. Like I never would have even ever thought I like I'm like I weighed more than I weigh now when I was born you know what I mean Or in like in the fifth grade you know and now it's like <gasps> I can't gain weight. it's just so insidious the whole thing is so crazy that I could binge and purge thanks oh there's the heart okay that's all thanks thank
3: you Haya glad you're here Victoria
5: Hey everybody, Victoria, Recover uh, recover compulsive overeater and insulin manipulator. It's good to be here tonight. I missed my Monday yesterday, so I'm here. And wow, thank you so much to our speaker. I really um, always love when when I get the opportunity to hear you share. And um, I'm I was I guess what came up for me listening tonight was all the things that I have to feel because of being recovered, which is annoying. Um, It's a blessing. It's a huge blessing. Um, It's a miracle. But without my food, I never realized how much of a crutch it was without the food. You know, there's so much to work through. My sponsor calls it she calls it the onion. She's like, well, don't rush too much trying to get rid of this character defect, you know, be earnest, but don't try to rush it. Don't rush God's time. There will always be another layer of the onion. And I'm like, damn it. Like, <laughs> you know, damn it. I will, you know, when am I going to be perfect? God, please tell me, um, you know, right. And right now I'm dealing, you know, I suffer from depression occasionally. And right now I'm having just some, Unsettled feelings like I'm going through a wave of that right now, and I know it'll pass. I know it always gets better. This is right like a trigger for me is when it when I don't see sunlight and it's been raining for like 10 days here, so it logically makes sense to me. I trust that it's I trust that my higher power is going to take care of me, but I'm like, oh my god, I have to feel this. I don't want to. (laughs) Um, but the best part, you know, and what to me when when I think that we're in the chapter of vision for you, you know. For me, I had a big smile on my face last night, even though I was feeling sorry for myself. And I heard somebody say this on a recording, actually, and I just loved it receding into the fibers of my couch. That was so accurate for me last night. But I had a huge smile on my face when I realized, isn't this amazing that food isn't even an option? It hasn't even crossed my mind, right? Like I thought, okay, I'm going to read. Okay, I'm going to cuddle in this blanket. Okay, I'm going to get some tea. I'm going to, I'm going to become, you know, like pretend I'm giving myself a hug. You know, with these decorative pillows or whatever. You know, or like, I'm gonna watch some Netflix and just just do what I gotta do. I'm gonna make an outreach call, whatever. Um, I'm gonna read a different book because this book is too sad. You know, (laughs) like even those types of things. But it never crossed my mind to, oh, I could go so and so and pick up X, Y. No, that doesn't that that doesn't feel like me anymore. Which is just totally crazy. It's totally crazy. It's a huge it's a huge promise that's come to fruition for me. And so I just, if, you know, it helps me to share that and just work through sort of some of my feelings right now with you all. So thanks for listening. But if that helps anybody else, you know, I didn't get anything promised that I was going to feel amazing every day. I would have loved that. I would have loved somebody saying worldwide approval. Thanks, Leslie. I'll wrap up worldwide approval and permanent ecstasy. Sign me up. Right. But that's not what I'm promised here. I'm promised um, a way of living. So and it's beautiful in its own right. So thanks for letting me share and I'll pass. Thanks, Victoria. Uh, Lauren. Hi, everybody.
3: Lauren H, compulsive Overreader uh, from Los Angeles. <laughs> Sherry, I love you. It's great to see you. Um, it's great to see other friendly faces here too. I Not to cross talk, but I also feel like I have nothing to give and share. And so I raised my hand when I heard that because I know that that's, that's character defect. that's perfectionism, that's lies, um, so, you're not allowed, uh, relapse, it's any days that I'm just going to any lengths, doing every single thing, rigorous, rigorous honesty, and I was, like, oh, my gosh, not having sponsors. I'm gonna, my life's really gonna, like, open up, I'm so busy with step work, and, um, It's so awesome to be in the middle of the herd and do the step work um, and to, uh, yeah, just be part of the group instead of the outsider. And um, I'm on step four. It doesn't feel very good. I'm raw. I'm blocked. Um, And it's funny. I put it like all down on paper, columns one, two, and three. And I was like, oh, that's it? It was like just all this stuff that I thought was so heavy and so deep just on paper looked you know, so minimal. And so I'm so grateful for this program. I know it works. Um, There's so much freedom. And so I'm just trudging the road and so grateful for all of your shares. Welcome to the newcomers. Thanks for letting me share.
0: Okay, we will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares. Daisy, can you please stop the recording?